Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Oak Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man Staten. This podcast is dedicated to blue-collar, hard-working public land elk hunters. We preach hard work, delayed gratification, discipline, and staying accountable to yourself. We value faith, family, fitness, fiscal discipline, and of course, public land elk hunting. So come along as we try to educate, motivate, and inspire you to become the best possible version of yourself. Our podcast is brought to you by Wilderness Athlete, performance you deserve, fuel your body with the best, Use our discount code ELKSHAPE30 and save 30% off your first purchase. We are also brought to you by NUMA Outdoors. Geared for the outdoors, made with bow hunters in mind, built to over-deliver, and most importantly, designed to outperform. Check out NUMAOutdoors.com and be sure to use the discount code ELKSHAPE20 to save 20% off your purchase. Matthews Archery. Elevating the archery experience. Take a test drive with the Matthews V331 or 27 at a local dealer near you. Vortex Optics. I've been partnered with Vortex since 2010. This company is awesome. They're American owned, veteran owned. They're based in Wisconsin. Their entire team of designers and engineers produce and distribute a complete line of premium sport optics, accessories, and apparel. Most of the apparel that I wear while training, scouting, and hanging out around the house is Vortex Wear. Go ahead and check it out, and if you want to save 20%, enter the discount code ELKSHAPE at checkout, and you'll save 20%. New from Vortex in 2021 is their tripods. The one I've been using in the backcountry is their Summit Carbon 2, and their Radian Carbon, and it also has a ball-leveling head, and it's perfect for rock-solid shooting. There is the tripod to fit everyone's needs from Vortex now, and it's still covered with their lifetime no-fault transferable VIP warranty. Check it out at VortexOptics.com. Okay, guys, cool podcast today, but I feel like I got to do some disclaimers. So disclaimer number one, we were outside in a covered deck, 
and it was raining cats and dogs. You might hear a little bit of rain in the background. So get over that. There might have been some cigars being smoked and maybe some adult beverages going down, but all in all, pretty wholesome for the most part. No possums were harmed in the making of this podcast. And finally, Brandon McDonald is a super cool dude. If you haven't checked out his YouTube channel, I highly recommend it. I'll put a link in the show notes. Without further ado, this is Brandon McDonald and friends, and this is the Elk Shape Podcast. Dirk, will you give us an introduction to the Elk Shape uh, Cigar, Elk Shape Cigar Podcast? Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast. We are here with Dan, the fitness man. You may not know this, but Dan will have a cigar from time to time. Like the first time ever, probably. <laughs> uh, let me paint the scene for you. We're sitting here in beautiful Tennessee. Um, we have a back porch that's covered. It's rained a little bit today. It's about 60, 65 degrees. We're all having a nice cigar. Barn wood on the back of the house. There's string lights up. It's very romantic. It's Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we've got... A great bunch of guys here. We got Willie. We've got Jimmy. We got what's your name again? My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bynum. <laughs> we got Brandon. Brandon McDonald. Brandon McDonald Archery. And of course, I'm I'm the bugler. Dirk. Durham. I gotta get Brandon's audio up. Do I need to touch something on my headphones? I, I can't hear you, Brandon. <laughs> I can't hear anybody. How now, brown cow? Oh, I got you a little bit in there. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Down into my belly. (laughs) Dude, that's one of the best movies of all time. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. (laughs) San Diego. It's an old German word. It means a whale's vagina. (laughs) Diversity, yes. I believe that means an old wooden ship. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we are live. Brandon, give me a mic check. Check, 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 one, two, check, okay, one, you're two. a little hot. All right, yeah, you bring me down because I may get a little loud and laugh. Like if I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll bring you down. We'll bring All right, you down. Perfect. Dirk, give me a little laugh. Wiggity, 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 wiggity. Oh God, you're good. You're good. You're good. All right. Redo I'll probably use part. No, I'll probably use part of his intro okay, for sure. Okay, that was good. That was good. Guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. So we got uh, we got a squad. It's post Elk Shape Camp Day Two. We're in Nashville. Uh, we're sitting here hanging out with some homies. Willie, it's all your fault. You made this happen. You made us come to Tennessee. Shout out to Willie. You got an Instagram account now. Tennessee. What? Willie helped us out at Cinnamon Creek Ranch last year, and he is the alt. Like he almost probably like check your pants after I brought up Levi Morgan like for like two seconds at the dinner table, and did you guys hear him just go off. Willie on was so fan excited. Fan he girl. Was so excited yeah, about so Levi. Yeah, he's pretty. We can't see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll give you a chance to defend yourself, but homeboy likes his Morgan, and I I understand. We've got Jimmy here who has Jimmy kits. Uh, He's the guy who did the backcountry medicine today, and he did it at the last camp. Jimmy, what's up? You're out of what, Wisconsin? 
We'll get you on here. And we got Jeff Bynum, my favorite redhead to make fun of in the entire world. And uh, how are you doing, Jeff? Yeah, yep. you've done a good job whipping up on him this weekend. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, we got Dirk the Bugler. Well, what's up, Dirk? How are you? I'm pretty damn good. You, you, yeah. You're living right, man. I'm living it up. You're doing good. I mean, I can't complain. Yep. We got B-Mac. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to call you that, but I just it just feels good. That's fine. Brandon go McDonald. Let's go with it. Finally met him face-to-face. He's legit, and he's kicking with us here. And you don't know this, but Jeff's been making fun of you and me um, behind your back. Why? What have you been doing? Been what have you been saying about me, Jeff? I may start turn you into my whipping boy now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff might be making fun of the bromance that I established, but yeah, I like Brandon. I like his YouTube channel, and he's here and he's kicking it, and it's cool. And he's probably partly to blame for these cigars. Um, oh, dude, this it creates a vibe. The haze, the general, uh, the general kind of light intoxication that comes from a cigar. It's very light, very light intoxication. Mm. Everyone should smoke cigars. I feel that. Yeah, I think it's a good long long term longevity, prosperity. Proven to be healthy. Proven facts. I feel like I'm pretty important. Like, you know, there's <laughs> probably a lot of people that know my name now, and you know, I've got le- many leather bound books. My office smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> I want to be on you. You guys were getting geeky on arrows at dinner, man. Yeah, like, we freaking me out. You want to talk about? We should talk about archery stuff. Okay. 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 Where do you want to go? Well, first, I mean, we got Dirk on here for a little bit, but we're going to get Willie on that mic so he can go talk about Levi Morgan, get that out of your system, and then uh, we'll talk <laughs> Levi, about if some- you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, he's not. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Dirk, uh, elk hunting, you know a thing or two about it. Uh, a little bit. How's it going, man? Like, you got your fi- your fall figured out yet? Um, No. Okay. I've got I've got some ideas, but until you know the tag gods come around and give me what I need, then I, I, it's just all up in the air. Of course, as always, I'll have an Idaho tag of some sort. Mm-hmm. I'm really kind of kind of wishy washy there. Yeah. Whether I'm going to do archery or hey, maybe even a rifle tag. Oh, for um, real. If I if if I get some like like if everything comes together, if I get a Wyoming tag, archery. Montana combo tag. I'll probably that's the trifecta. I'll hunt. probably go rifle hunt in Idaho because I don't really want to have more than three. Excuse me, two. Elk Can tags I do for a September. Bynum on that and invite myself to film you rifle hunt? You can invite yourself all you want. I don't know if that'll ever okay. come to fruition. That's like, called a Bynum for those listening. That's like, called a Bynum. That's what Bynum does when we're all like talking about hunt plans all the time. Is oh, I, I, I want to go on that or. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Literally zero threat, though. You so, yeah. How are we doing on Elk Shape Camp? Okay, we have one more day to go. We we could ask Brandon. He's attending. But, like, what do we got? Dirk, how are we going to make tomorrow just stellar, finish it tomorrow, all? Tomorrow, we're going to bring the heat. Um, tomorrow, we haven't even touched fitness, nutrition. And I think a lot of people think, oh, God, I'm scared of this Elk Shape Camp because they're going to get me there and they're, they're going to make me do pull-ups and sit-ups yeah, and I'm not push-ups lie. and, like, I'm, squats. Yeah, I was nervous about that. We haven't even I, touched really anything fitness-wise yet. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Uh, we did a shoot under duress. I got to drag you 10 whole yards today. Uh, that wasn't no, bad. that wasn't bad. No, yeah. that wasn't bad. But, yep. it, but truthfully, that was a little nerve-wracking. So, But I'm excited to see what, what, what happens tomorrow. You guys have done an, a phenomenal job so far. 
of cramming a ton of information into such a short period of time. Super organized. Like, it's not it, – it's legit. Like, it, it, it is creating – uh, it is creating a super amount of value in my life so far. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm. I wish we could do it for like at least two more days, probably. Yeah, I'm excited about tomorrow. We got to go over. Like, we got Dirk here for a reason. He's going to continue educating the elk vocalization sounds, what they mean, kind of how to use them, but the calling scenarios, and trying to give these guys some real life examples of do this when they do that, don't do this, and it's really more like just trying to explain some theories on what we think elk are trying to communicate and how can we get them into archery range and it's a lot of nuance but there's some like super fundamental stuff that you're going to lay out tomorrow that's probably going to be some of the most important stuff that we do the fitness nutrition stuff i don't get that excited about because it's just kind of discipline just being consistent it's not like sexy but the the bugling and the challenge bugles and and the wind to rake and how to have your partner set up and the wind darks, all that's exciting. So we'll cover that tomorrow. Uh, well, Willie, come on over, bud. Uh, let's get you on the mic and let's talk a little uh, arrow stuff real quick. I'm just gonna let you guys pick up where you left off at dinner. Like, so uh, Brandon has a really badass YouTube channel. If you don't know, um, I think we share some uh, subscribers. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Don't touch anything. Drink. <clears throat> Drink your, are you having scotch? Uh, we're having a little uh, little bourbon, yeah. Bourbon? Yeah. I would say you, we probably share some subscribers, similar interest people, but we definitely have our own as well. But Brandon's got a badass channel that I just recently found not too long ago. My producer, Tim, turned me on to you and said, check this guy's stuff out. He knows cameras. Like, that was Tim's observation. Oh, Tim doesn't okay, know okay. a lot about archery. And I watched your stuff, and I said, oh, this dude knows archery. And so it's a good combination to have good, clean, crisp, Crispy footage crispy with some good, footage. with some really dumbed down educational that people can relate to, and then we got Willie, who's one of the best just geek out archery. Like you're you live it, you're into archery full swing. So we were talking about the ranch ferry a little bit here at dinner because Brandon, you're heading down. Is that a is that a spoiler alert? No, it's fine. Yeah, I'm going down in March to uh, to go do a little high fence hunt for axis deer. I don't mind saying it. It um, is what it is. Yeah, no, it is what it is. I want my freezer full of axis deer. And I want to support the ranch after they had the the freeze. They lost a ton of animals, so I'm I'm excited to go down there. Uh, and and uh, I th- I think we haven't firmed it up 100, percent but I'm pretty sure that uh, that 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 Mr. Ranch Ferry may make a uh, may make an appearance. So so that kind of led us in. We were talking about kind of Ashby light arrows, heavy arrows, the the age old discussion that will that will. You know, it's like the mechanicals versus versus fixed blade. Uh, you know, it'll it will be a discussion that we have until we are all long gone. I think. So yeah, we were talking about kind of the advantages uh, versus disadvantages, heavy arrows versus light light arrows. Yeah, and well, I I claim not to be an archery expert. I claim to be kind of a guy who knows how to try hard and knows how to work hard. That's kind of what I rest my feather in my cap is just effort. Uh, but you guys live it a lot more, especially you, Willie, working in an archery shop and being so technical. So let's just get down to what what arrow do you use to hunt big game? Uh, my personal choice is trying to find something that gives me a combination of the speed and the energy that I want to put. Uh, with a lot of the stuff today, uh, you can get bows are obviously capable of shooting way better than what we can. And the energy that they have to deliver needs to be able to be harnessed into the arrow to be able to get the most out of it. 
Uh, for me, it's finding a number between, you know, kind of we discussed today, 275, 285 with a fixed blade. Uh, I think it's a very easy tunable arrow. And so taking a bow, say, start out with, you know, 4, 425 for me at 28 inches in draw. And how much weight do I have to add to that arrow to get it? Or what overall weight do I have to add to an arrow to get it around that mark? So when you start thinking about your setup, you're literally thinking about the speed, the end speed that you want to have for your arrow. That's how you start. Because I've noticed that there's people start with kind of different things in mind. Like some, some guys are like, hey, I want to hit 25% FOC or I want to use whatever, uh, this certain shaft because I like that shaft and I've always shot that shaft. For you, you're thinking about what speed you want coming out of your bow. No, uh, yeah, I, I kind of have more of an idea that I know I want my bow at my, once I get my draw length set and I get the bow set to where I want it, uh, that feels comfortable. I start attacking of what, what weight will get me to around the, the 275 to 285. Um, if it's playing with, you know, micro diameter arrows or playing with standard arrows, if it's playing, I don't try to go real absurdly heavy with the weight up front. I'm not a big believer that you have to have 20 plus FOC. Um, you know, we've, we've killed a lot of things, uh, with less than that. Uh, I personally find my setup probably falls somewhere around that 15 mark. And I'm typically between at my draw length 450 and 475 gets me to a comfortable speed uh, that I feel I can control out the distance. And you're a fixed blade. You're a fixed blade guy. I wouldn't say necessarily a fixed blade guy, but I fixed find blade girl. I find myself I find myself <laughs> playing more with the fixed blades on uh, playing with different setups, uh, single bevel versus uh, both sides. Uh, playing uh, two blade, three blade, two blade with bleeders, four blade, um, wide profile, small profiles. You know, really, it just kind of depends on what I'm going after. Okay, so you you like to think of it as a, a game specific, uh, like a game specific setup, which I think is. It makes so much sense to me. Like, why would you not? Why would you not use the correct tool for the animal? Like with what you guys do, with some of the brushy stuff that you that you were showing me, in some of the examples today, the idea of like a seven hundred grain arrow for your bow that's going to be going like two hundred and forty feet per second, you're going to hit every branch in <laughs> Idaho on the way down. So yeah. I get that. Like yeah. that to me, that makes that makes total sense. That you don't want to shoot a you know, a ridiculous, you know, I say ridiculous, whatever. You don't want to shoot a 700 grain arrow uh, that has a huge amount of FOC. I think one thing that, that, that is consistently what I'm finding out of people, though, out of this camp is that the fixed blade broadhead, the work that that broadhead can do, the, 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 the amount of penetration that it is capable of allows you more um more latitude in the arrow that you choose to shoot you don't have to have 20 percent foc to get the penetration because that broadhead is already such a penetration monster um so so you can kind of build it's like i said you've got a little bit more latitude and i like that idea that the the 275 285 i've got a 275 setup right now and I like the way it feels. It I like the way it feels coming out of the bow. I feel like the trajectory is relatively friendly, but it's still a 570 grain arrow for me. Now I may go lighter, but it's just because I always be tinkering. Like I, I I just like to kind of mess around with stuff. But thinking about you know thinking about elk season for me, 
I, I may very well go with a 570 grain arrow, but it'll have a fixed blade, uh, a fixed blade broadhead out front with good structural integrity for the broadhead and the component system. And the shafts are going to be super high quality and the knocks are going to be super high quality. Like that's to me, like that's a complete arrow. No, there's no doubt. And I think, you know, it, it comes a lot from where the mindset for me personally and, and, and growing up in Texas, our deer aren't the biggest, uh, but we do have pigs and we do have things that can be tougher to get good penetration on. But, you know, it's like me and Jeff got in a conversation. Hell, if I could, I'd shoot everything with the 300 Win Mag. Is it overkill for our Great Dane-sized deer that fill dress out at 110? You're absolutely right it's overkill. But if I have the mentality that I possibly may go – elk hunting, moose hunting, big game hunting of some sort that I need an arrow that could strap on a new broadhead and be able to roll with it and feel comfortable with it. Um, I want to know that that product could, what I'm shooting in my equipment could handle that. Uh, so being able to experiment and play with a lot of different things, there's a possum running across our front yard. Has anybody got a bow ready? Oh, yeah. Well, he's not even running, dude. He's standing there. He just stopped. Okay, let's, let's Levi Morgan. I'm going to go 21 yards. I think he's 21 yards right now. 18 and a half. 17. He's pretty close. 18 and a half. Are you gonna you're gonna oh chuck God. a piece of oak at him, no, bro? He's got babies. Dude, bro. He's got babies. He's. Dude, I'm sorry, guys. I wish. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Definitely 18 and a half. He undershot that for 17. <laughs> Go run out there and grab him with your fingers. Oh, dude, you're out of tries. Yeah, you don't get to mulligan. That's like having a. That's like shooting at a bull. He runs five yards, and somehow magically you get another shot. See, his FOC is way too high on that arrow weight for what his combination is. He can't get that. See, distance. the viewers, <laughs> get him. the listeners can't see what's happening. So he's chasing a possum, <laughs> and he hit it. I think he got it. I think he got it. I think he got it. Like, <laughs> you know, that's poaching. There's a season for possum in Tennessee. <laughs> Oh my God! Is it dead? No, it's probably just—it's probably just playing possum. Probably, yeah, there's no doubt. Definitely playing possum. He doesn't have the energy to be able to produce a kill shot on that thing. Here's my—here's my problem doing these camps. Like, I—I I don't ever claim to be the smartest guy in the room, and I'm certainly not tonight. And I understand that, but I like to just go down to like, all right, people will look for low roads naturally. It's just kind of a human nature thing like path of least resistance. When it comes to tinkering and tuning and arrowing, all I'm trying to say is take a little higher road, tinker a little longer, and get yourself a good fixed broadhead and get yourself an awesome setup that's going to work for you. I personally can't shoot these heavy arrows. I'm 27-pound draw length. I, I got what I got. And uh, I don't want to shoot Lincoln logs at animals. And the other thing that I do For our is I shoot Dan this. Dan meant 27-inch draw length. What I say? 27 pounds. Oh, yeah, 27-inch draw length. Shoot a 75-pound mod. He's that he's CrossFit out. Yeah, but I, uh, I try to shoot the same arrow across all animals. That's whitetail. Uh, I don't have an antelope setup. That's what I was wondering. I don't I have a bear if setup. If you transfer over. Okay. I try to have the same setup across all species, the same sight tape, the same setup whatever and that's just me but if someone wanted to have a setup for for each one that wouldn't require more tinkering which i'm going to support your efforts to tinker and figure out the best tool for the job i got no problem with that. one of the other things that i like that you said today was you said use your hunting setup for tack 
Yeah. Which I like that. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do it. I want to. I'm going to use a 350 grain arrow. I'm yeah. gonna, you know, I, and and I'm going to use freaking you know target field veins to go out there. But but that's again, it's because I like messing with stuff. Like yeah. I want to see. I want to watch. You know, how, okay. Do I have to? When do I have to flip the arrow up so the cock veins down so that I can shoot? Can I make a 160 yard shot with an actual sight tape on my bow? Like, can I actually? You know, yeah. can I actually make that happen? So that's. But that's all a part to me of the just the learning process, just exactly like what you're talking about. I may get to the point one day where I'm like, you know what, 525 grain arrow. That's that's all I want. I'm shooting that whatever 290. I'm good. Like I can, I can just make that happen. Yep, that's what could. I want to do. And yeah. I think that the the whole tack thing for me is uh like it's a priority. Before tack was cool, I, I was doing tack back in the day when it was bowcast at the bird. It is a way to go into the mountains and shoot some high-pressure shots in some canyons, in some thermals, in some wind, in some shade, in some daylight, in a beautiful backdrop. It's really it's training grounds yeah. for the real thing, and uh, I love it. Honestly, I, I took a couple years off, and I kind of regret. I feel like I missed out, so I'm definitely in to watch the tack grow, thanks to Sean DeGray. Thanks to John Dudley, yeah. and thanks to everybody, like the sport of archery, it's really, it's really good. It's so cool, man. Yeah. It's it literally. I did, I did two of them before the COVID stuff, and it was probably the most fun day I've had of shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just meeting new people, like, and that's another thing. If you're going to go to attack event, like, go talk to people. Like, Please be go, outgoing. Yeah, go talk to people. We're all, we're all just figuring stuff out. Like, if you see me there, you see Dan there. Like, come say hi. I mean, it, it's yeah. We're all just. We're all just trying to figure this journey out, man. And it, yeah, the the tack events are, are are super fun. Even if you're like one of those keyboard warriors in your mom's basement and you just thumbs down every video that Brandon nah, and I put out. No, don't come talk to me. If you thumbs, if you've ever disliked one of my videos, I don't want to talk to your face. How do I get a thumbs down before it's like like they haven't even watched it? Like it just you came. Some serious haters, bro. No, I don't. I do too. I have. Lo- I get free on every post of every video. It's I the saw. same person. You okay. should only get two now. I stopped following you. <laughs> <laughs> Willie. Call, call, call way better than I do. I stopped following you. I'd rather follow Jeff. Call way better. That's clearly his problem. Clearly the calling is the issue. Uh, no, that's that. funny. All right, so I'm going to take my headset off, guys. I'm going to give the reins to Brandon to get some interview time with Jimmy, who's been to camp twice now, and he's presented some backcountry stuff. And there's some – you got it, dude. You got this. Okay. I'm gonna ask some yeah. questions, man. Go. I've, I've got, yeah. Come on, like, over, I don't Jimmy. feel like Jimmy had enough time today to to do his thing, but it was, yeah, super informative. And we're gonna interrupt this podcast for a quick little message from Black Rifle Coffee Company. These guys make amazing coffee here in the U.S. and they're veteran-owned and they're proudly American and unapologetic. I appreciate that. If you guys are interested in joining their coffee club or picking up maybe some swag, ready to drinks, or check out that new Flying Elk Roast flavor, use the discount code ELKSHAPE and that'll save you 15%. Also, Kafaru International. This is the backpack of choice for elk hunters. I use the Hoodlum or the 44 Mag. You guys need to check out Kafaru International if you are serious about packing out large loads of perfect protein off the mountain. Kufaru makes gear for life, and you can check out some of their line as far as their packs, their frames, their tents, their shelters, their sleeping systems, stoves, and accessories. Head over to kufaru.net to learn more. 
And finally, Baku e-bikes. These are e-bikes made for hunters by hunters. This is a game changer for elk hunting as well as bear hunting, checking your tree stand trail cams, getting in and out quietly. I rock the mule. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE to knock $300 off your purchase. And if you do that, you might as well just go ahead and apply that discount towards a folding cargo trailer so you can put your elk quarters and haul them out back to the truck. Jimmy, so so explain uh, explain who you are, where you came from briefly, and and what you're going to attempt to do going forward to serve the hunting community. Sure, absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me on. I'm a huge fan, and I just got into hunting again back about uh, two years ago. Um, so I'm from Wisconsin, primarily white-tailed deer, and uh, was former Army. I grew up in the 82nd Airborne Division and then spent uh, six years with the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment out of Fort Campbell. Yeah. And while I was there, I, I really got into austere medicine, you know, operating in areas where the medical equipment I had was what I carried with me. So I needed, I had a responsibility for the individuals that I was looking after just as they had my back. I needed to make sure that I carried the appropriate supplies that one wouldn't weigh me down and two would enable, you know, my fellow teammates to go out and, and complete their mission. And when I got out, you know, I really struggled as far as being able to, you know, commit to something that was bigger than myself. So I wanted to continue to serve and, and to help others. And that's where I, I got back into hunting out, out of, uh, you know, kind of my wife suggested, she's like, maybe you should get back into hunting again. And Your up wife the, suggested? Yeah. Dude, that's a cool woman Yeah, right she there. is. she is phenomenal. She is phenomenal and a 10 times better archery shot than I am. So, yeah. So if I ever <laughs> go missing, we have it on record now. So, But um, I, I started getting into the YouTube rabbit hole as far as because I, I had zero experience op operating out west and got into the to the gear rabbit hole as far as how to pack you know how to pack your kit what kit to bring out there and one of the things that I saw there was lacking was a kit that was designed specifically for the backcountry hunter and the not just the kit but the knowledge piece to go behind it yes you know I followed you guys as far as you know I didn't know anything about arrows I didn't know what FOC meant I didn't know about you know tuning a bow or tuning a broadhead I didn't even know that that was a possibility and all the free access content it's like how can I contribute to this community that's helped me you know not only up from a from a hunting level but just on a mental health level yes and that's where I was like you know I really I really want to give back to the community. And my wife, you know, again, was like, why don't you start making kits? And then I, I reached out to Dan because I was heading to the elk shape camp down at Corbin's Archery down in, in Seminole, Texas. And, you know, it's like, hey, I, I just want to be able to present just a short, you know, a short uh, segment just on my experiences of what I would bring into the backcountry based on some of the feedback that I saw um, out there on, on in YouTube and and also things that you know people had had talked about their first aid kits where you know archery is a very expensive uh, very expensive hobby and I wanted to be able to provide something to the folks out there that one was cost effective but still gave them the right tools to not be a statistic and to stay out in the woods longer that was one of the things that I noticed today is I, I'm I, as you were presenting and kind of going through some of the gear that you were talking about like including in the kit I was literally like oh I don't have any of this stuff in my kit but I have 1100 tiny band-aids right 
Like that's what I've got in yep. a in a little hard case with that's red with a little white cross on it. Yep. Like I I yeah I guess I could just cram a bunch of those into a wound. That was kind of what yep. what my thought process was. <laughs> so your the kit that you're creating is like a hey something goes horribly wrong in the in the backcountry. This kit comes out. Yep. This is what you're taking care of and you're getting out of here. Right. Like that's what this is for. And then there are some maintenance pieces that you're going to put in there. Like we talked about, we talked about foot care yep. and then we talked about some kind of more basic wound care. Um, yeah, man, that was great. I think that, I think that it's going to be, I think that it's going to be a, a, a huge service because for me, I just want to be able to be like, okay, I, I bought this thing. Yep. I, I put it in my pack. I, I read the card that's in here. I watched a couple of YouTube videos yep. to make sure that I had a general idea of, of how this stuff was going to work. It's not super complicated. Like, it's just this is how it's going to right. work to save your life and then get the hell out of there. Absolutely. And, and I love it. Yeah, Absolutely. I think, I think it's amazing. Okay, do you have a name for the company yet? Jimmy yes. Hats? <laughs> that's what we were talking about <laughs> yeah, earlier, Jimmy it. Hats. So, it just made a lot of sense to me. All right, no, what what, what were you going to... Uh, it's Orion Medical Consulting is our is our company. Oh, and that's much more formal. Yeah, and my, uh, my wife, she's the boss of it. She runs it, and I'm just the... I'm just I'm just the mouthpiece, and I get to go out and do all the fun the fun training stuff. I like it. So I like it. So, she, when do you think you'll have kits that are like ready to go that people can ho- buy? Hopefully next month. So I got I got I got one for you guys here before I leave. Nice. I brought some sample ones, and I'd love to hear your feedback. But one of the things that we want to do too is if somebody uses the kit, instead of going out and having to buy a new kit, you can send it back to us, and we'll replace and repackage the items that oh, you didn't use. Nice. So that way you're not having to go out and spend, you know, like an exorbitant amount of money. It's like, hey, well, I didn't use this bandage, so it's it's still sterile. Hey, hey, I used this tourniquet. Okay, great. If you want to share the story with us, obviously, you know, yeah. leave, out, leave out your names and everything else. But we'll replace you. We'll repackage everything for you. And what we do, instead of having, um, instead of making like its own, we're just going to have our, our own standard packing where you can put it into your specific pouch. Like, you saw the one I yeah. use. I use the Kafaru large belt pouch. Yep. It works great. But whatever but you're going to have your own, like you know, it's like its own uh, uh, self-functioning yep. thing that you can then slide into whatever pack you're using. Absolutely, love it. I love it. I think that's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm sure Dan will, uh, you know, Dan will let everyone know when that's available. Oh yeah. And I think that's a, I think that's a, a segment of the market that needs to be served. And every year we hear about guys like again, we'll bring Levi Morgan back up. They you they put a tourniquet on that guy to try to help him and they realized that they just didn't put a tourniquet on the right way. Right. And and I mean he was obviously fine. Right. But but yeah, I I think that everything that you went through today was so concise and so clear and and easy to use and understandable. I'm 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 very much looking forward to adding what you are about to put out in my pack. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not just saying that either. No. Like I'm actually excited about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you you guys have all every Every podcast and every video that I've watched from the archery community, from you, from Dan, has helped me out immensely in the gear that I choose and just the training aspect, just getting reps. Because I would just go and shoot in my backyard and I wouldn't do any of these other drills. So it's out there. I'm just out there shooting. Right. And it's like train with a purpose. You know, I came from the military setting. I should know better. But it's, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, you, you know, you get back into this training mindset. And that's something that you guys have really reignited a passion. I mean, Willie, we talked at length today just on arrow setups. And that was just, it was fascinating. I mean, my learning curve is just continues to go up. So. Yeah, man, that's great. Well, the big thing I liked about your kit, though, too, in your presentation is that, you know, you, you kind of really related into 
a lot like for, for whitetail hunters. Uh, for anybody running a tree stand, you know, they need to have a safety system. Yep. A safety system to keep them connected to the tree. Uh, that way, if anything were to happen, you know, they're at least trying to cover their ground of being as safe as possible up there, and it's a necessity. Uh, right. And for you, if you're going back and if you're the – the the backcountry style hunter that's going you know five ten fifteen miles in and spike camping it out to not have one is you know it's almost like borderline suicide you're you're playing with a loaded gun and you don't know what side you want to be on with it but to have it and not need it is a lot better than to, to need it and not have it absolutely absolutely fantastic and we're back guys that was jimmy nicest guy i've ever met knows his stuff jimmy is a kind soul he knows like his he, shit too. yeah no for sure for sure so I'm excited for Jimmy Kits or whatever you end up calling them. But Dude, Jimmy Kits. That's so much better. And the hats. The Jimmy hats. <laughs> I mentioned the Jimmy hats. Dirk, Durham. <laughs> you got, Dirk, we're picking up your audio. We got you. Okay, so so Mr. Brandon McDonald. Yes, sir. When did you start your YouTube channel? Uh, I guess it's two years-ish. Okay. Yeah, probably. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not close. I'm not quite at two years, but I, I think I'm close. I think I'm right about there. Is there a specific, uh, like, incident or, like, reason in your yes. life? That's it? I'm doing this. Yeah. So here's – this This is why I started the channel. Um, I got off of my first elk hunt uh, as, as kind of like an, an adult onset elk hunter. I, I had rifle hunted with my dad when I was a kid and got, a, and got an elk. But then as an adult, I thought, I need more kind of adventures in my life. And my brother-in-law and I went out. And we got back, and my wife was like, great let me see how it was. And I was like, perfect. I don't have any pictures or any video. I literally did not take one picture or one video the entire time. We didn't kill an elk. How is that even possible? I have no idea. I think we just both forgot. We either left the phones in the camper or something. But I realized at that point that like, I need to be more intentional with my life and with what I want to do. And that was, and, and that was such a I was so upset that we that I didn't capture that moment that I thought, okay, I have to dig into this. I have to start learning more about uh, gear that can get me out west. I have to start pushing myself to uh, to learn about this stuff. And the best way to do it is to learn about it and then to present that information. It's not to it's for me. It's not that I'm teaching. I'm investigating the stuff. Like when I put a video out and I say this is interesting. When we talk about arrows, it's because I I'm I'm exploring. I'm I'm tinkering. I'm figuring the stuff out. Just like you just like you talk about. So when it when it came to the YouTube channel, I knew that a public presentation creates accountability, and I wanted the I wanted the accountability of. I need I need to get more preference points. I need to get out west. I need to film my hunts and the, and and the public accountability of 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 essentially putting my life on a public forum was uh, was the way that I chose to do it. And I I I honestly I I love that people are watching it and I love the channel growth over the last, you know, especially over the last year. I I love what's happened with it. But I would do it even if no one was watching because literally I'll go like every once in a while, I'll just watch the elk hunt that I had in New Mexico last year. And I'll, I'll go through all the edits and I'll say, here's what was crappy and here's what was good. And like just looking back at something that, that I crafted in a, in a certain moment in time, knowing that I want to get better at that craft and then better at hunting. Again, it just it just creates this motivation in life that has led to discipline 
in so many other areas in my life, it, 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 it's been, um, it's permeated everything. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like, I'm not saying I'm the most disciplined person ever. We will find that out tomorrow during the fitness tests, but, <laughs> but ju- just it, the, the bottom line is it's just made my life richer. Like yeah. starting, starting this, starting the, starting the journey. So I don't know the answer to this. I'm going to find out, but I have my suspicions because I've just hung out with you a little bit tonight, the weekend, um, been made fun of by, by Jeff Bynum and Dirk for having like some sort of man crush on you or whatever. But really I just, I like his vibe. If you know what I'm saying. Dan Jeff. likes my vibe. But, uh, I can tell that you either, well, this is my theory. I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there. I don't think you have a background in filming whatsoever. Just like you really didn't have a background in archery. I think you're no. like next level. I'm just going to research and figure it, and out. figure it out. Yeah, you're 100% right. And you kind of did. Like I like your videos because I there's attention to detail and there's really crispy footage. And so my producer Tim would be mad if I didn't ask like, <laughs> dude, like where are you learning these like camera angles and lighting and doing you like is this all your own research Uh, all right here's here's what i will say the archery and hunting community sets an extremely low bar except for a few people except for a few people um you guys make fantastic videos i've been following elk shape stuff for a long time because i like i like the quality of the videos and the attention to detail i like the way they move along i like the way the story is told so you guys create like just an entertaining an entertaining product. Guys like Donnie Vincent, obviously, that's like mm-hmm. to me the pinnacle. That that so, um, no, I I think it's just like just like the archery journey. Um, I I traded a refrigerator and a stove out of a rental property for a crossbow a decade ago, and I got the crossbow, and I was like, well, I guess I better try this thing. And I hunted deer one year with the crossbow. And I was like, well, I don't want to keep doing that. So then I bought, I bought a standard compound bow and then the rest is history. But it was, it was just the motivation to continue to push myself to learn. And the camera stuff's been the same way. The reality is I have time because I don't have children. Uh, and, and my wife is very, uh, is very generous to allow me the time. But I'll, I mean... If there's a question that you have about how something works, you can literally Google it and there will be a YouTube video that is three minutes long explaining exactly how something works. Yeah, we live at a crazy time. It's nuts, dude. And the other thing is I hate the rig that I'm currently using, but that's okay because there will be another rig in the future and I'm doing the best I can with this stuff. The lighting that I have, that I have at my house, it's kind of janky. But I'm, but I'm learning what I don't like about it, and then I'm willing to change it, and and I'm willing to figure out like, okay, what 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 do I need to, you know, to to budget? What do I need to save up to spend to change it? So yeah, no, I I, I didn't have any uh, any any film bra- background, but what I did understand was when I am talking about an arrow, it's better for me to cut away from my face talking about an arrow and show the arrow, like yeah. it's better for me to put a microphone on the camera and talk to a, to a microphone rather than just talking to the crappy audio from the camera that's 10 feet away. Right. Like th- very basic things that I think a lot of people are like, no, it's fine. Just get the information out there. All right. we want is the information. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, but that's not what I want to do. What I want to do is I want to learn more about video editing and camera gear and archery so that I can film hunts and create 
uh, memories that are fixed in a moment in time that I'm proud of watching back. And I watch my videos on occasion and I will literally be like, what the hell were you thinking? Sure. Like, certainly. Like, why was your music so loud? Oh, yeah. Like, what What were you doing? And I was like, well, I was trying to, like, create a vibe. I don't know, man. <laughs> and, 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 and it didn't work. And But then you just adjust and you just keep moving forward. And the other thing is I have thick skin. Like, anybody who goes on my, on my page and leaves a crappy comment, I love when that happens because I'll post it on Instagram. Oh, you do? And then everybody just blows it up. So, yeah, it, it, it's uh, and it's I need it's to fun. start doing that. Totally do it. I think it's I hilarious, can some dude. people a little bit but no you should you should uh, you should totally do it when you out troll trolls that's kind of cool yeah absolutely you gotta have yeah you gotta have some time for that well yeah uh, yeah and that's the thing i don't have a my channel is not nearly as big as yours and i'm not uh, i don't know i mean i don't seem as busy as you do to be honest well let's uh willie i love you but i want to get the redheaded bind him on here because the guy comes to all my camps puts up with my shit and uh tip my hat to him dude I'm like a prima donna. Like prima donna. He makes my breakfast. He's your road he makes manager. My co- he's my he's manager. your road manager. Not at all. In fact, he's just a good buddy. And uh, Jeff, I want to just don't worry about it. There you go. Yeah. How does that mic smell after Willie had it on? Mm. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you saw this guy's ginger beard, you would agree with me. Yeah. But I immediately regret inviting him on. <laughs> That's literally the first two words he said. Jeff Bynum. <laughs> So you you guys uh, both are like more adults. Like for me, my world revolves around: can I get a workout in today? Can I tinker or shoot my bow? Uh, and should I make some content? Like pretty simple. However, you guys kind of have real jobs. Like you guys have real business related jobs. And so we're gonna segue into uh, a little bit of like kind of your strategy, Brandon, which is cool. Like. I swear to God, Jeff and I were just talking about, hey, man, wouldn't it be cool if you, like, had made some really legitimate moves in 2008 and 2009 and you just kind of either got lucky or were blessed or knew what you were doing? And kind of sounds like, dude, you've kind of done some things that yeah, are pretty cool. I got super cool. lucky. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I think find that stuff really cool. And I know, Jeff, you didn't get very lucky in 2008, man. No, I, I, I was the opposite end of that spectrum. I lost everything. And uh, I'm hearing and, and spending time with you, Brandon, and I'm like, this is what I encourage all of my clients to pursue because there is a level of freedom. And everybody thinks that f- that freedom, you know, is like, oh, you got to make a ton of money. No, it, making money is part of freedom and part of success. But like the the ability to build a large portfolio of income producing assets which I can't okay, talk a whole lot. Slow that down and say that phrase again because that's a fantastic phrase. The ability to produce a large portfolio of income-producing assets. Um, and that's something I talk to everybody about at, at Elk Shape Camp about. But um, it, So let's pause right there because I can't really tell a whole lot of my story without having to submit this to a team of attorneys <laughs> and compliance. Which is fine. And, and they are going to cut out 90% of this. So let's well, let me I want to hear you, man. I want to hear your philosophy and thoughts on life because this, this is um this is such a huge part of of um this is such a huge aspect of hunting because it, I was talking to Dan earlier. That's why Dan I brought said, it up. Yeah, I wanted and, to give you an well, idea, like a tease for absolutely. the future. Dan said all I want to do is elk hunt. All I want to do is elk hunt. 
And I'm like, okay, how do you make that happen? And one of the answers is you need money. You need disposable income. We live in a world where currency is, is an important thing to have because you will then trade the currency for the ability to go hunt elk. And, that, and that's the bottom line. The, the best way to do that for dumb redneck people, <laughs> which... Yeah, my specialty, by the way. My specialty. <laughs> if you're a dumb redneck, you should call him. No, the, the, the best way to do it is to, uh, is to shift earned income into passive income sources. Ooh. And I have chosen to use real estate as that, uh, as that, that kind of downstream vessel. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So because passive income buys you money and time and it's not a get rich quick. This isn't like some, you know, thing where I'm magically going to sell you a course for thirty nine ninety nine at the end of the podcast. We're genuinely, th- th- I'm going to start talking about this more on my podcast because I think that the hunting community need to be the leaders of the country. We need to be the people that that are the backbone and the spine that still believe in the American dream that are that are willing to that are willing to step forward and be the alphas that we are and run the country. And the reality is it takes things like money to be able to do that. And we need to be willing to share experiences that we have had as business owners. Like I want, I want the people who are in the hunting community that are running large hunting companies to talk about delegation, to talk about uh, product creation, to talk about these things so that people with ideas can start to believe that they too can start to develop these things and grow companies. Um, so that we, again, as a community, can st- can continue to kind of push forward and, I don't want to say take the country back, but I kind of want to say take the country back. No judgment and, here if you say that. Yeah. No judgment here. Yeah. I mean, I mean the reality is, Maybe that doesn't happen, and maybe that's maybe that's some big delusion of grandeur. But at 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 the, at the at the finite level, an individual who is focusing on moving from earned income into passive income will be more free. You will have more options to do things like go elk hunt if that's the dream. Yep. And so that's yeah, that's what I that's do what hear I'm that a lot, to. man. I would have more. I would have more success if I got to elk hunt as much as you. And I'm here to tell you, you might have even more. I just know I need a lot of time to get it done. Like time is my ally in the, in the mountains. And maybe I'm just not that good or, or I'm trying to get better. But the truth is I'm a time chaser, not a money chaser. Like I'm not worried about a certain amount of bank account number or a certain portfolio. I just want to go chase adventure and feel alive in the mountains. I want to take my family to do that. So how can we get people to be time chasers and to hunt to be able to hunt as much to their heart content, you need that passive income stuff. You need money. It's and and a and, tool. and the game is the game is kind of crappy. Like there is no doubt that if you have money, you have access to hunts that people without money don't have. Like you just you just so so is the answer I'm going to complain about it or or is the answer no no. I'm going to be the guy who goes and buys a landowner tag and shoots a giant ass bull. And then once I get into that, I'm going to gain influence and then I'm going to change the system from the inside. 
that to me is is the answer. No one no one ever gets things done by being a victim and then complaining and complaining and complaining from that lower status. Where you where you see change is people that that make it into positions of power and again, money and currency is is one way to that, that human beings have decided we've always had currency. We, we always have. And, that, and that's one of the things that human beings have decided is important to us. And again, I want you to have time. I want you to have more time. And more passive income allows you to have more of that time. So you're a time chaser. And more passive revenue creates that time for you. And for, and for somebody else, it may, be, it may be a different thing. Like if you're the um, dumbass that wants to buy a Lamborghini, that's cool go for it. Like that it's the, it's the same thing. It's all about where you focus that laser beam. But at the end of the day, I think that, the, that in general, the hunting community is a fantastic set of folks that, that need to be more financially free. They could be an integral part of our country's bounce back. If we do go through, I mean, man, 2020 was tough for a lot of people. And I don't, I, I don't know a lot, but I know that I think there's a ripple effect that's still unseen. From a lot of people not punching the clock or not working or their employees not not be able to make payroll or make um and what's you probably will appreciate this, but I'm not a landlord yet someday I hope to be soon, but like why why you gotta be, take it out on the landlords? why is there rent forgiveness? what about the landlord? what the landlord needs so the ripple effect of this economy man, I sure hope that we bounce back. I don't know if we will this is the out of my league kind of stuff, but uh, if you know uh, anything about me, I do believe in hard work and delayed gratification. So if you do have that laser beam towards these things that Brandon's talking about, then make it happen for yourself. Grind it out, put the extra work in, and don't complain because complaining is not going to – you know, I hear – I see Cameron Haynes get a lot of, like, hate for, for some of the stuff he does. And the reason I bring him up is I can talk about him. He's my friend. And, yeah, like – He's always kind of on the def- the defensive side of things. It's like, dude, guys, I did hunt those public land over the counter. It's so weird that 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 happens, and, and and it literally it just has to be envy and jealousy. It has to be sure. There, there's you- not one of us that wouldn't do what he's doing if we were in the same position. I am jealous of what he has. I'm jealous every time I watch a video of him jumping up on that rock at the top of the mountain. I go, man, I want that. But the truth is, I don't want it bad enough to go start running at the bottom of the mountain. Yep. He's at the top of the mountain because he ran his ass from the bottom all the way to the top. And the yep. reality is, is I'm not willing to start at the bottom. But when it comes to money, there is no other option. You will die poor. Or you will take control of your own life. You will die poor or you will take control of your own life. And you will be disciplined and you will make a plan. And that could be stocks. It could be bonds. It could be uh, commodities. It could be real estate. It could be anything. What we're seeing with the government pumping all this money into the system, the little guy, the blue collar guy that makes under 35 grand a year is going to be crushed by inflation in the future. Crushed. If you are on a fixed pension and and your plan is to work in a factory for the next 20 years and you know that you've got a 40K paycheck coming every year with a little 2% bump, you are going to be crushed. I'm not... I'm not sort of positive about this. I'm 100% positive about this. I know. I won't argue. Jeff, would you argue with that? No. I, I absolutely love it. Like, 
We may have some dirty relations later. <laughs> this, is, this is beautiful. Oh, man, no one I, talks about this stuff. Like, it's like, put your financial clothes on. Don't take them off. You know what I mean? But, like, the reality is that, uh, that pensions aren't even a thing anymore, by the way. Like, that's the that's those are going by the wayside. Sure. And it's not keeping up with inflation. And, um, like, I can just think of my folks. Like, my dad's retired. My mom's not. And I I don't I'm hoping shouldn't listen to this podcast thank God but I'm hoping she can be retired soon, but man she's made it hard on herself with some prior decisions you yeah. know what I mean and she's been playing catch up for a long time yeah and I'm on I'm her number one cheerleader I'm rooting for but it's a challenge man for sure those decisions have ripple effects so that's why we try to get a hold of these youngsters at these camps yep. And get Jeff here. I, I don't bring him for his cooking, although I do appreciate you making a lot of the food. I bring him here so they can make sure they don't do dumbass shit that he did uh, and some of the dumb stuff that I've done. And it's still happening today. Like, we, we can look at that. The baby boomer generation. My parents are in the same boat. They're, they won't listen to this. But they retired with their home paid for and Social Security. They're screwed. I am paying them every single month just for their living expenses, and I'm looking at the going, that's going to uh. increase over time. They will end up on my property in me covering That's not a fixed expense. expenses. That's a, it's yeah. going to continue to grow. And, he, and here is why hunters are 100% the people who can change this trajectory in their own life. We are independent. We are strong, and we are willing to make a plan and then execute on the plan. We are willing to go get in the woods and put ourselves in danger, be cold, be hungry, get wet, ruin your feet, ruin your back, yet we cannot be disciplined with our finances. Like, it is, it is, it is again, all about where you have chosen to point the laser beam of your life, and the reality is you can point it at hunting and you can point it at finances. I'm super passionate about this, and and I know that I, I try to keep the channel like light and funny, but I have such a huge heart for financial freedom for people because when you say, all I want to do is be an elk hunter, that's what I want for you. And when I see people who say, all I want to be is a dad to my kids, and I want to go home every day, and I want to see them, I want to go pick them up from school, that's what I want from them. And the reality is more people want that than want the Lamborghini. It's not about making a million dollars a year. It's about I get to go pick my kids up from school. And yep. that's the stuff that I want. I agree. And, I mean, I'm in a situation where I am like my kids know nothing different than dad at home all the time. Like they – I didn't know that. Lucky my dad them. was gone before I got yeah. up, and I waited for him to get home for dinner. Like, And I had a great – and, you know, I think everyone as parents, and hopefully you experience this someday, like, you just want your kids to have that next level that you didn't have. Like, mm -hmm. right? To a degree. Yeah. But I don't want my kids to be soft, and I don't want them to be um, just, there's they a lot won't of... Be. They won't be because yeah. you can teach them this stuff. Yes. And it's and again, it's not about excess and it's not about creating trust fund babies. That's Correct. not it. Correct. It's about it's about the discipline that you're gonna instill in your kids for physical fitness and for healthy eating and for nutrition, you're going to instill in them for finances as well. It's the exact same thing. You have the ability to create a legacy in your kids' lives. Certainly. That is going to go that is going to go generations. The ripple effects of again, just like what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like Good nutrition will get passed on. 
because they will teach that to their kids. They are watching. They will see value. Exactly. They so, are watching. And so if you take financial risk and you explain to them what you're doing and yep. it fails, yep. they will still respect the hell out of you because they'll be like, man, dad tried this thing. Like dad opened a, a snow cone a snow yeah. cone store in Alaska, yeah. and it didn't do really well. <laughs> but I really respect him for giving that a shot. What do you guys think? And I kind of want to end the podcast in this direction. Like, yo, I agree. Hunters united, not divided. Hunters, I have so much respect for hunters because we're, we're cut from the same cloth. How do we bridge this this pathway? How do we improve the financial literacy? I still like that like, a lot of people are just illiterate when it comes to how wealth works and how financial freedom works. Like, how do we, okay, yeah, I, I like what these guys are saying. I'm fired up. Okay, now what? How do we bridge the gap? How do we educate? How do we get them kind of going? You break it down into the in, into little tiny into little tiny chunks, and you allow them to to uh, complete one small task before they move on to the next one. It's exactly the same with archery. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. we were talking to people about their shot, we weren't saying your grip is crap, your front shoulder is bad, your uh, your uh, your release is bad. You need to get your elbow back. It was hey, I want you to take five shots, and I want you to think about your grip. Yep, that's it. Just think about your grip, and here's what you're gonna feel. That was that was what we try to do. You try to break it up into small little snippets, um, just by listening to this podcast. That these words are going to slightly resonate, and people are going to go, "You know what? I'm kind of interested in this." And then I would say, continue to watch my YouTube channel, continue to watch Dan's, continue to listen to the podcast, and we are going to grow this thing into something that becomes greater and greater. That I'm I'm hoping will spread throughout the hunting community. And we can lift each other up and we can stop arguing over stupid stuff like light versus heavy arrows <laughs> and mechanicals versus fixed blade broadhead. We all know heavy arrows and fixed blade broadheads are the best. That that has been done. The research has been done. <laughs> now let's talk about finances. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, uh, fun podcast, a little different. Did I get everybody on? Yeah. Okay. There's a possum over there that may need to come voice he some grievances. Away. He ran away. Yeah. He didn't oh. get him. I'm so glad you didn't I, get him. You're a terrible here. hunter. Yeah. yeah. It, I taught him a lesson. You taught him a At very valuable lesson. Him yeah. off. <laughs> but guys, we we have a big, uh, busy, busy day tomorrow. It's super cool to chill and hang out with everybody. I don't even this this life's not even real to me. I get to see, meet the coolest people across the country. Uh, appreciate the message tonight. Like it went in a way that I couldn't have told you it was gonna yeah. go, and I just think it's powerful. So. Uh, let this one like sink in a little, maybe re-listen, see if we're talking to you, uh, and make it happen for yourself. Remember separation is in the preparation and we'll catch you on the next one. Well guys, I hope you enjoyed that fun, thought provoking and oftentimes silly podcast. I want to thank Willie. I want to thank Brandon. I want to thank Jeff. I want to thank Jimmy and Dirk for hanging out mid elk shape camp and just being real and talking about some grown up stuff. It was super awesome to geek out on archery and talk about fiscal fitness and uh, financial independence, learn more about Brandon's story. These are all great people. I'm a really lucky guy to do what I do. Thank you all for your support. Couple of post roll call outs and then we're on our way. Phelps Game Calls, thanks for supporting all our elk shape camps, supplying the bugle tubes and diaphragm calls for all our campers. 
I want to thank Stowaway Gourmet for giving us a discount code to extend to you guys. That's our freeze-dried food of choice. Use the discount code ELK10 to save 10% off. Black Ovis, which sells just about anything under the sun, you can get a 10% off discount. Some exclusions apply. The discount code is ELKSHAPE. Check out blackovis.com today. Tag Hub, this is where I do my research, my state-by-state -state analysis, and how I get elk tags in my hand year after year. Rely on the Eastman's brand for this. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE15 and save 15% off a Tag Hub membership. And finally, my baby, theelkcollective.com, the number one source for virtual or digital elk hunting education. For you listeners, we're going to take $25 off. Use the discount code ELKSHAPEPODCAST, all one word, and get to learning. Thank you guys. You have a lot of choices when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing this one. And remember, separation is in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one.